Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Continuing our NBA conversation, getting some more about the Brooklyn Nets and the NBA East, we pop on out to the KDOS hotline, joined by Brian Mahoney with the Associated Press. Brian, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day, so no complaints here. Um, Let's get started, though, and go back in time to the trade that sent Kevin Durant to the Suns, Mikel Bridges, and Cam Johnson to the Nets. When that deal was made, were the expectations for the Nets to still make the playoffs? And therefore, how surprising has this stretch been for them to be a six seed? It was their goal to still make the playoffs. Uh, that's why they kind of really wanted to get, you know, uh, they didn't want necessarily picks. They wanted players. Uh, so getting Bridges and Cam Johnson uh, really kind of fit the need for them. We didn't know if they still could make the playoffs. Uh, but to their credit, every time they started to get a little wobbly, they righted themselves again and, uh, you know, had a real nice finish to get that six seed. Jacques Vaughn took over for uh, Steve Nash early in the season. How would you? I, I certainly, I, I assume you assess Vaughn's performance is is good. Uh, what's, what's he done the most that has impressed you? Well, I think he did a great job because when he took over, you know that was right there. And obviously, Kyrie Irving was suspended uh, by the team still, so it was uh, not only were they losing games, but it was a real turbulent time. And I think he just. You know, he's got a great way of communicating with the players, I think. You know, he, he's honest and, he, you know, confident. He, what, what he says, he, he tends to believe, I think. And uh, the players bought in, and, uh, you know, he made a couple of changes that all worked. And, you know, they took off right after that and had a, you know, real great stretch across December into January before Kevin Durant got hurt. Brian Mahoney with the Associated Press here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Uh, back to Mikhail Bridges here. He has 11 30-point games in a Brooklyn uniform. He only had two in a Suns uniform in his career. So aside from getting the green light to shoot and be an offensive uh, initiator for the Nets, from your perspective, what have you seen from off, uh, Bridges' offensive game? What has impressed you? Uh, you know, I think it's, you know he, he just has such a confidence right now. I think... You know, right before the trade, he kind of brought it up. They actually played here in Brooklyn just before the trade. He had a real nice game there. And I think that gave him confidence that, you know, once he became a number one option, which obviously wasn't Phoenix, you know, he was going to, you know, play into that role pretty well. And, uh, you know, certainly his jumper's been falling. He's taking the ball aggressively to the basket. He's doing things that I think maybe he knew he could do, just didn't have the opportunity. And, uh, you know, that's part of the reason they made the playoffs, because he played, I think, so much better than even they would have hoped. So what has Cam Johnson added to the Nets? Well, you know, good shooter, uh, you know, good length in, the, in that, you know, uh, they've been, you know, what they've become of is a team where they can put, you know, four guys out on the wings and defend pretty well. They have good size. Cam Johnson, you know, works well in the system that they're doing there, and, you know, they can sort of switch any matchup now. Uh, defensively, they've been pretty good in that regard. So uh, it's been a nice fit. And obviously, you know, I think him and Bridges being such good friends, uh, you know, it's it's helped build a culture here. It was, obviously, things were really bad in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, the players weren't happy with management, vice versa. And it's just a good group of guys now, I think, and both of them certainly have really, really helped in that regard. Staying with Cam Johnson here, there is that issue of his contract upcoming. Uh, he'll be a free agent. So has this at all played into what the Nets' decision could be? And what do you think happens for Cam Johnson this offseason? 
I think they want to keep him. Uh, you know, he's you know shown here that he should be a keeper. I think. You know, obviously you never know where numbers go and how many teams are interested. Things like that that could sway things. But I think if the Nets had their way, uh, they'd want to keep him. Uh, he's certainly you know been a nice addition to their team, and I don't see why they wouldn't think it'd be the case going forward. So, matching up against Philadelphia, how do you see that going? I need a little help. I need some convincing, by the way, regarding Philadelphia. Uh, so, you know, if I if you, you want to try to convince me that I should pay more attention to Philadelphia and believe more in them, or you uh, maybe kind of in the same boat here? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm with you a little. I think they're good enough to, to beat the Nets. I don't think they're good enough to do much more. Depends, depends how much sense you want to put into them. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Philadelphia is as good as, you know, Milwaukee or Boston. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, the, the Nets, uh, very few teams have an answer for Joel Embiid. Um, you know, they, he's going to have a great series, I think. Philadelphia has enough shooting around him that, that I think they should win that series. The Nets just don't have, you know, a great offensive firepower right now. Um, you know, they have trouble at any game. So in the playoffs, that'll magnify itself. But, but uh, beyond that, I don't think I'd pick Philadelphia to win around beyond the series. Brian Mahoney, Associated Press here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Uh, he's not contributing with the team, Ben Simmons, but he does have two years left on his deal before becoming an unrestricted free agent in 2025. So what options lay ahead for the Nets with Simmons and, and what realistically can happen? Uh, that's a good question, Cal. I, I don't think, obviously, at this point, uh, there's an easy way to trade him. Uh, maybe he had one year left. That'd be one thing. But with two years left, that's a, that's a tough contract to move unless you really send something out with him that, you know, to really entice another team, uh, you know, a draft pick or two. But, you know, it, it's hard to imagine that he's going to get his game back. He's missed so much time now. Obviously, he didn't play at all last year. Only played around half the season this year. Um, you know, his body is starting to betray him a little bit, it seems like. So, uh, it's hard to imagine him becoming the player the Nets want, but it's hard to imagine also them being able to move him for something else. It, it would be difficult, but I'm sure they're going to try. Brian, while we have you, I want to ask you a little bit about the Knicks, too. What's Randall's status going forward here, and what do you think are the keys to the series against the Cavs? Well, I think part of the key is getting him back, and uh, I think he gets evaluated again this Thursday. It will be two weeks uh, since the injury, and you know, if he's cleared to play, that only gives him a day before the series starts, which is not a lot of time. Uh, certainly, it's a lot to ask him to be ready. But, you know, playing against that Cleveland team with Jared Allen and, and uh, Bowlby up front, it, it's hard to imagine they could win without Randall. Uh, I do think if he's able to play, it's a great series. Uh, you know, Jalen Brunson is great for the Knicks. Obviously, now how good Donald Mitchell has been for Cleveland. Uh, you know, I, I hope to see it at full strength. If it is, I think it's one of the best series in the first round. You know, staying there with the Knicks, uh, I think Mike Brown should be the coach of the year with what he's done with the Sacramento Kings, but I have seen some arguments for uh, Tom Thibodeau with the Knicks. So what exactly has Tom done with this unit this season to get them now in this this fifth seed position? Well, you know, I think opened up the offense a lot. You know, Tom Thibodeau, and, and I think it bothers him a little bit, is sort of known mostly, uh, almost entirely, is a defensive coach. And the Knicks have had one of the, uh, you know, some of their advanced stats offensively are among the top in the league. So uh, opened it up, played at a faster pace. Uh, Brunson has been, you know, terrific running the show for them. Uh, Emmanuel quickly might be the sixth man of the year. Uh, the bench has been great. So, um, you know, they, they've surprised teams by how fast they played and how well they play offensively. 
it's totally different than the usual Tom Thibodeau team. Everybody in the East, uh, I assume, is everybody in the East, at least the, the guys that are you know, firmly you know, the top one through four seeds, everybody rooting for the Hawks to beat the Heat, get Spolster and Riley and the Heat out of the way? <laughs> you know, I, I, think, I think so. Uh, you know, I think Philadelphia would have found a way if they needed to, to to tank at the end to make sure the Nets finished ahead of the Heat. But I don't think they wanted to play the Heat. And, uh, you know, whoever, you know, if the Heat wins, yeah, that playing game, I don't think Boston's looking forward to playing them. That's a that is a veteran team with some really good players with a great you know culture, great leadership. The kind of team you expect to see much later in the series, not in the first round. So um, yeah, if the Heat if the Heat get through Atlanta, then uh, yeah, they they there's certainly a reason to think they can they can make a run here. He's Brian Mahoney, Associated Press, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Uh, so the Celtics, they got off to this incredible start, and then they hit a bit of a rough patch here. They're they're still finding themselves here as the two seed. Actually, just this morning, I had heard some people with some criticism about uh, Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla and just uh, maybe not finding a way to connect with all of these young players, Jason Tatum as well as uh, Jalen Brown. They have combined for a ton of points, though, together, so... How do you overall assess the the ebbs and flows of this Celtics season and what they can do about trying to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, I think as long as they're healthy, they have a great shot, which you can say about a lot of teams I know. But, you know, when, when Tatum and Brown are both have it rolling, uh, you know, it, it's hard to stop, you know, both of them for sure. But, you know, the key with them, it seems like a lot of the season has been just, you know, they need to have Robert Williams in the lineup at center. You know, he changes everything around defensively for them. When he's not in there, they're not really, a, you know, a very powerful team uh, in, up front. Uh, you know, they don't have a lot of big bodies beyond that. So uh, they need him. If they do, they have a great shot at it. But if not, then, you know, I don't know that they're good enough to, to compete with, you know, certainly Milwaukee's front line if they met the conference finals. Nick Nurse, uh, is it just kind of assumed that he's leaving? And does his limbo matter moving forward here in uh, the playoffs? That is a weird situation. Uh, he was so vocal about the fact that maybe he needs to think about going. Uh, so I, when that happens, I think I would be surprised if he stays. And there's going to be openings around the league. We already see a couple of them happening today. So, uh, you know, if he wants to coach and it's not in Toronto, I think he'll get a shot to do it somewhere else. Uh, obviously, he's won a title, a very, you know, well-regarded coach. But uh, just kind of a weird situation that that job would be kind of the way it is before the playoffs even started. Brian Mahoney, Associated Press, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point, bringing this back to the Brooklyn Nets here. So, obviously, the trade to move on from Kevin Durant as well as Kyrie Irving, return for Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Interesting that uh, those three played more minutes together than James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Obviously, happy that they have the sixth seed, but what's next for the Nets? Okay, if we think that uh, they won't be able to get past the 76ers, they want to add some more pieces here in the offseason. So what's next? What's realistic for the Nets? Well, I, I think, you know, you hate to have to trade Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but I think they did well in those trades. They were able to get not only four starters, but they got some good picks back uh, that they'll be able to use one way or the other uh, in those trades or, you know, to draft and sort of develop. Uh, you know, I don't think it'll take long for the Nets to have their star back here uh, because they can make moves now. And then, you know, if you add a star player to – you know, Bridges, uh, emerging superstar kind of player. Uh, Nick Claxton had a great year as their center. Uh, so there's some pieces here. I think the Nets, you know, could have ended up a lot worse, uh, you know, than, 
you know, when you trade the kind of guys they did, you expect to sort of go toward the lottery. I don't think that's the case at all. I think they're going to be a playoff team for, you know, years to come the way they're set up. You know, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about the Bucks. Obviously, uh, you know, their situation, the Middleton injury. We saw the Bucks. The Suns saw the Bucks like twice in like two weeks, and that was pretty much it for the season. You see the Bucks much more than I do. What do you think of them moving forward? Well, you know, you mentioned uh, Middleton, of course, is, uh, you know, we saw last year when he got hurt in the playoffs, that's when, you know, their run ended. But if he's healthy enough, uh, I think they're the best team. Uh, you know, Giannis is the best player in the game to me. Uh, you know, Brooke Lopez up front, that's such a big front line. Um, you know, they made some nice ones during the season, bringing Joe Ingles in and some of the other stuff they did. Uh, the bench is good. Uh, so, you know, everything is there for them to win again as long as Middleton you know, is available. And I think they can get through the first round even if he can't. But, you know, going forward beyond that, I think they certainly need him to be as close to full strength as possible. Brian, this has been fantastic. Appreciate your time, and we look forward to catching up with you down the road. Thank you both. No problem. Once again, Brian Mahoney there with the Associated Press going around uh, Brooklyn Nets talk and uh, the NBA East.